back to another episode of The Nerd is the Word. I'm your host, Carolyn Farnham. I'm your other host, Adam Chisholm. And the other day, I found myself walking around a grocery store in a fugue state, just randomly throwing items in my cart. I guess you could say I was pretty listless. God damn it. That joke was brought to you by our sponsors this week, Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly Markets. When you're here, you wish you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. <laughs> we have a super fun episode. Um, our guest this week is an expert, and I just learned all these really fun facts about him, but I will let him introduce himself. Uh, Mike Vincent, go ahead and talk <laughs> a little bit about your credentials for this week. Uh, so, my name is Michael Vincent. I am, uh, you know, a makeup artist as well as a, a, an actor, and uh, I kind of got into Batman and Robin and all that jazz uh, around 2012-ish. Um, I heard that they were looking for actors uh, at Six Flags, and they were looking for superhero actors for the 2013 season, and I went, auditioned, and I became Robin Boy Wonder uh, for six-ish and a half years. Um, I portrayed Timothy Jackson Drake, uh, I was the last one ever seen in North America and then the first Damian Wayne. So I had to do tons and tons of research pretty much every day, all day um, during the summer seasons. So I love Batman, love Robin and just love the whole expanded universe within DC Comics. I love when we get someone on the podcast and we're just like, yeah, certified nerd. Like, yeah, get absolutely. Stamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's great to have you. And as Mike said, we are talking about Batman this week, yep. specifically the Batman movies. So we're going to jump into how we seeded this bracket. As you all know, at this point, we have a Facebook group called The Nerd is the Word. If you haven't joined, why not? You're super lame. Join, vote. Uh, this week, we voted on theatrically... The- theatrically released Batman movies. You all voted and we used that poll to determine the top eight seeds for our bracket. Bracket, I can't talk this morning. (laughs) We're gonna go matchup by matchup and discuss which movie should win based on our three criteria, our entertainment factor, acting, and as always, aesthetics. Seating reveal, Adam. Coming in at the number eight seed is Batman and Robin. Number seven, Lego Batman. Number six is The Dark Knight Rises. Number five, Batman Begins. Number four is Batman 89. Number three, Batman Forever. Number two, The Batman. And number one, The Dark Knight. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. So we Mm -hmm. have uh, our super fun first matchup, which I totally, it's number one, The Dark Knight versus number eight, Batman and Robin. Mike, do you want to start thinking about this one? Oh, man. The Dark Knight versus Batman and Robin. Um, So straight off the bat, just the Dark Knight, um, super amazing. And just that whole trilogy really brought out a new kind of vibe, I believe, for uh, fans to really be like reintegrated into Batman. You know, you had a lot of people that were really into prior to that 89, because in the 90s, people were just like, you know what, that really left a bad taste in my mouth. And then you come into the 2000s um, with the starting of um, the Nolan trilogy and people were just like, okay, I can get into this. Scarecrow was pretty cool. And then we get to see this new Joker and people were just like, oh my God. And it just blew up after that. And you couldn't go down the street without people being like, oh my God, where is she? You know? (laughs) Um, Sorry, what? And and then, I mean, and then going against Batman and Robin, which was made strictly just for toys, you know, um, you, that was a huge boom for, I know our generation, um, that kind of, I loved, I did, I, I'm not going to lie. I loved that era of Batman. Um, but in, in my opinion, they're just so on two spectrums of the coin for a Batman. One kind of had, kind of had that sixties vibe to it with the nineties flair, yeah. you know? That's all very well said. I think stuff. that like really that really hits the nail on the head. You know, but aesthetically, I will say I actually prefer Batman and Robin because I mm. just I like how weird it was. Mm, yep. um, 
And, you know, the weirder, the better in my book. I also just think George Clooney as Batman is the weirdest casting choice that probably could have been made. Um, I don't know. It would be like casting, I don't like Taylor Swift as Wonder Woman. It just like wouldn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, Gosh, don't put that evil out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I want, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I liked, I, I, don't know, I love like the acid trip vibe of it so mm-hmm. much that I, it just, it was fun. It was fun. And the Dark Knight, like Christopher Nolan definitely was like, how can I make Batman, but creepy and like super dramatic and like really engaged with that kind of tone. Um, and he did it well. The Dark Knight is, I mean, we were all in high school pretty mm-hmm. much at the same time. Couldn't walk around without somebody going, you want to know how I got these scars? Oh Especially Adam Chisholm, hey. Joker, whose Joker makeup I did that year. It was, um, it was kind of my only personality trait for like two years was The Dark yeah. Knight is a great movie. I yep. think that's actually how we became friends. I invited you over after theater practice to watch The Dark Knight. Yeah, I'm pretty that sure that's right. how we became friends. Yeah. yeah. So, oh man, sure that's no, how I also became friends with him. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Just a bunch of thespians. <laughs> Batman theater? Yeah. Love it. Um, so, I mean, the dark, while Batman and Robin probably does take aesthetics for me, I mean, the entertainment factor, the acting factor, and I think also just the Adam Chisholm is my best friend factor, I have to go to the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the, who was it? Because it was uh, that, that run of four Batman movies in the uh, late 80s, early 90s was Tim Burton at first, but it was it was Schumacher at this point, I think. Yes, it was the Schumacher. Yeah. And, Schumacher yeah. did Forever and Batman and Robin, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, I do like the aesthetics of like the neon Gotham City. Oh, yeah. Like it, it, it oh, is, my God, yes. it is fun. Like everything for some reason has like strip lights underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. And black light paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's it's an acid trip and it's it so really much is. fun yeah. and it really engages with like that comic book sense of like the pow and the bam and like that kind of mm-hmm. andy warhol mm-hmm. kind of engagement with your eyes yeah. um so aesthetically like i said it's, it's awesome but yeah exactly but all right uh my official vote would also go for dark knight is that um is that official vote for everybody yes awesome all right dark knight moving on all right, uh, next matchup, the four seed Batman 1989 and Batman Begins, the uh, two uh, two movies that kicked off uh, respective uh, franchises that lasted a number of years and are uh, well known in our generation, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Carolyn, you can go ahead with that one. I'm like, I'm looking at images just to refresh everything. And <laughs> you really have to love Jack Nicholson. That's the joker (laughs) yeah that makeup is bananas um so i was obsessed with batman begins like as a freshman in high school when this came Mm -hmm. out i loved it i loved it like it was gritty and dark and also killian murphy was in it and oh my god amazing oh god like a he's a beautiful he's like a beautiful (laughs) man he's also a phenomenal actor but also he's a beautiful man and i was like why is villain bad if villain sexy use your gas on me (laughs) i was like yeah that's that's fine it's cool scary Um, more Hollywood really has to stop it with like the hot morally gray villains. They really mm-hmm. have to stop. Mm-hmm. It's giving the whole a generation of women a complex. <laughs> um, and I am one of them. Um, but I, I really did love Batman Begins. I love that it was a very solid introduction to the Batman universe. So if you weren't someone who grew up with the comics, if you weren't someone who was really engaged with the origin story at first, even if you knew a little bit about it, you were able to jump in and really understand mm-hmm. like how Batman became Batman. And it explained everything so well from like how he's actually very good at fighting to how he got his tech to his fear of bats. And it really did connect those dots in a very logical story arc um, that made sense and wasn't boring. And so often when you have these origin stories, they are kind of dull um, because you're just kind of waiting for the action to start. And you're like, okay, but when is Batman Batman? Mm -hmm. Um, And all of those pieces were really, really well crafted. Gary Oldman as, as, uh, the detective Jim. Jim Gordon. Why yep. is my brain not working? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Um, but it also phenomenal casting. I mean, you can't you can't beat the acting in the Nolan movies. Is is definitely going to be like the the criteria there. Um, Batman from 1989 was fun. 
It's a super fun movie. Um, Jack Nicholson is hilarious in everything that he does. Um, well, except when he's trying to be dramatic, in which case he's not. But <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was like it's a fun juxtaposition to like compare that to the Ledger Batman and like the Ledger like afterward, everyone was just trying to like up how gritty the Joker was, mm-hmm. where like kind of going back to the origins of Joker is just like he's chaos incarnate, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that dark. Mm. Fuck you, Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> we, um, we're going to rename this podcast "Fuck You, Jared fuck Leto" because it's every yes. episode now. We're not having cults. Oh boy, God, he sucks. Um, aesthetically, I do just lean more towards the fun, like '90s, '80s aesthetic mm-hmm. as a person, and I do enjoy that more. Uh, but acting, hands down, goes to Batman Begins. I don't. I really can't think of any movie that would beat the Nolan movies in acting. Mm-hmm. Um, an entertainment factor. I just fell in love with Batman Begins. I really loved it. And I think especially for an origin story to be that engaging, I think it would probably take that criteria too. Mm-hmm. And you got to think, like Batman Begins came out in what, 2005, I think? Yeah. Um, where um, it was, was it like... Yeah, because uh, yeah. I know I know the Dark Knight was two thousand and eight because that yeah, was freshman yeah freshman year of high school. Oh my god, yep, so five, five, eight, and twelve. Yep, that makes sense. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's um, it, it was just before. I mean, just before a, a couple of years before the big superhero boom that was kicked off in the MCU and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it was on the late like every superhero movie we had gotten up to this point was always just an origin story. We had we had the the Spider Man movies and the X Men movies and stuff like that. But um, and the Hulk, which and, you mentioned, we don't want to talk about the Hulk. We don't talk about Banner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's just, I think at this point we kind of hit a stride, not a stride, but we kind of hit like a a lull with origin stories. Like we were at least. Personally speaking, I was fucking sick of origin stories by this point already. Um, but this still captured me in a way that uh, I'm speaking of Batman Begins. I realize mm. that uh, uh, Batman 89 is also the first in its franchise, but um, the way that it kind of like goes back and forth and jumps the timeline over the first half of the movie um, is it was done so well that it, it kind of freshened up the idea of you know, kicking off a movie franchise with this, you know, tedious task of telling an origin. Um, and I think that's why I gravitate to it so much. It is, honestly, it's my least favorite of the three Nolans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, I know, we'll get to that. We will get to that. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's still great. It's still probably in my top three, top four movies on this whole list. Um, but it, it I don't know. It, it just the the feeling of the movie, the acting, and like everything about this movie is great to me. And I I don't think Batman '89 as good as Jack Nicholas. Well, uh, Jack Nichols, Jack Nicholas, yeah, fucking golfing. Uh, <laughs> My brain worms have gotten you now. Yeah, <laughs> your brain can't work. <laughs> we are a well-oiled machine here on Nerd is the Word. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's like Batman '89 is great in so many ways. But Batman Begins, as far as our criteria goes, Batman Begins is better just a little bit in each one of those three categories. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's... It, it was campy, like going back to our campy oh, yeah. movies, like Batman 89 is a phenomenal campy movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- those are my thoughts, Mike. <sighs> oh, so yeah. <laughs> Having the juxtaposed between the two, just, you know, you, you said it perfectly where how they both were the beginning of something. They were both like that reimagining uh, of the time like 89 you had just you know up until that point people were not used to a gritty batman it was supposed to be a huge flop like people were just like how could i bring my kid to this movie when it's supposed to be so dark like what happened to adam west that's who i grew up with you know and and then okay, you had this whole group of people that just fell in love with batman again um and you know just having that almost that dark, very uh, Burton-esque, just creepy, cool feel, I feel was really fun. Um, you know, it, it felt very industrial um, and it just felt like something that uh, you really didn't see before um, in a Batman 
movie you you really saw it only kind of in the comics but not even there wasn't really that darkness to it Mm. um and jack nicholson uh you know he was a fan favorite and those prosthetics just the grin classic Um, you know have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight Mm. Uh, the amount of times i heard Uh. people say that to me oh my god um (laughs) uh great and just the score the score that the danny elfman score um in my opinion that's what i loved from from those old movies and then going forward to 2005 that was even a bigger like you were saying even bigger you really got so much within that movie you know you got the league of shadows you got all Mm. these things you had falcone you had you had bruce you finally Mm. had bruce wayne we were really introduced to Bruce Wayne first and then had just so much of him where you connected with Bruce rather than just wanting to see Batman. You're like, okay, can we actually see some more of Bruce Wayne and what's going on with like, you know, Morgan Freeman and uh, Fox and all this stuff. Bruce's like this is deep, deep psychosis. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're like, Ooh, this is pretty cool. And Bale really brought something special to that. I think Absolutely. so they're they're very close for me they're they're just like neck and neck for for figuring out but i i i definitely have to go with the 2005 for Mm -hmm. you know with with crane too i do like somebody pointed this out to me recently where batman begins coming out in 2005 and we were kind of you know mid-teens kind of getting older and stuff we it was like the perfect evolution of what started with the 90s animated series with that kind of darker side of Batman mm-hmm. and growing into this more darker, almost realistic, even though there's a lot of unrealistic things in these movies. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's a yeah, very... Billionaire who wants to help people. <laughs> exactly. It makes no sense. <laughs> Please let that happen more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it is just a, a, a very clear evolution or a very clear... Um, understanding on Nolan's part of what we what what people who liked Batman wanted at the time but also finding a way to make it this big blockbuster that can get people who didn't want know they wanted a Batman movie to create the greatest Batman movie of all time essentially Um, but we'll find out if that's the case Um, but my vote (laughs) my vote is also for Batman Begins Uh, Carolyn oh it's, it's Batman Begins yeah Nolan moves on again I'll kick it off it is Batman Forever versus The Dark Knight Rises I Batman Forever is one of the first movies I watched on repeat over and over and over again. It is it is everything we said about Batman and Robin, but kind of better. Like Jim Carrey uh, as the Riddler is just absolute perfection. Um, I can I can watch this movie right now, uh, being knowing every line that's coming, and he still makes me laugh because it's Jim yeah. Carrey. That's that's uh-huh. a Jim Carrey thing. It has so much nostalgia for me uh, that it is the, it, it is the most overwhelmingly nostalgic movie for me on this list. However, The Dark Knight Rises <laughs> is just the perfect ending to the. Now, let me. Okay, perfect was not the best word. There are problems with The Dark it's Knight there. Rises. <laughs> People shit on The Dark Knight Rises because it wasn't as good as The Dark Knight. It is still a fucking phenomenal movie. It is a great movie. I'm going to hand it off. I'm going to hand it off to Carolyn in a second because that face can give that. Fuck you. Uh, (laughs) It's just my face. It's just my face. (laughs) The story that is being told from movie to movie, The Dark Knight Rises is exactly what it needed to be. Um, Tom Hardy's Bane the voice could have been done a little bit better. It's hard to understand, I suppose. But we all, we all, we're millennials. We all use captions on everything now anyways. <laughs> um, I can't hear without the captions. <laughs> um, but no, I love The Dark Knight Rises. It's a little long. Tom Hardy's voice could be done a little bit better. But other than that, I don't have any single problem with the movie at all. Carolyn? Okay, so my big problem with The Dark Knight Rises is that the timeline doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> mm-hmm, like, it mm-hmm. doesn't make any fucking sense. How does how does Bruce Wayne, with a broken back, get all the way back to Gotham in time to fucking save the universe? I don't, like, it does not make sense. It does not make sense. They, it, I don't think it was a very well done movie. 
I think that the like twist of like Talia Al Ghul all of a sudden being there and her very anticlimactic death, like they did her dirty. She literally just like leans back and goes, eh. and like I I hate when that happens with especially female characters where they just like all of a sudden the the fugue has taken me and I will lie back and die now. Um, Padme. So that's like a personal <laughs> thing that I have. I like Tom Hardy as Bane. I thought mm. that he did a really great job. Tom Hardy is a phenomenal actor. I also really just love him in the Venom movies, even though those are shitty movies. I love him as that character because he just engages so much with the character that he is. However, I just don't think The Dark Knight Rises makes any logical sense. It's snowing now, which means time has passed, Carolyn. Oh, okay. That's how time <laughs> yeah. works. And then it's like the, the, the ending where he's with Selena Kyle and they really hadn't had like that much. And again, like Selena Kyle just felt like a plot device. Yeah. She didn't feel like a fleshed out female character. And there are opportunities to make female characters really great. And they just like, I chalk it up to Nolan just like not knowing how women work. But like there are many opportunities to really like have a good character there. And it just completely fell flat. So overall, like my main issue really is that the timeline doesn't make any fucking sense. The other issues are just like the completely washed out female characters, Mm. the like, just like lack of engagement with like the big climax and like having more engagement with that kind of stuff. Um, But and at the ending, just like, they're at the cafe. How did they know how to get to that fucking cafe? How did (laughs) Alfred know that it was that? Do you know how many cafes there are in Europe? There's more cafes than people in Europe, okay? There's a lot. So I just like, there's a certain suspension of disbelief that you, or a suspension of belief that you have when you go to the movies. But when you're sitting there and it's that blatantly obvious, it just feels disrespectful. It's okay. like the scene in Game of Thrones when Daenerys' dragons could all of a sudden fly that fast all the way up to the north. And you're just like, eh, this feels disrespectful. Again, there was snow now, so time had passed. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> it's always snow. Snow means time. That's that's however, <laughs> however, Batman Forever is like a wonderful movie and it is like it does what it does very well. So there's similar issues in Batman Forever as like, you know, the female character is not very flushed out and she's serving a plot device, but because it's campy and because it's like not trying to be this serious drama, I enjoy it more because that's the way it kind of is supposed to be. Like this, the the director of Batman Forever wasn't sitting me down like over an espresso and being like, this is a serious movie. He was like, this is a fun movie. And so because it's fun, it's better. Um, Jim Carrey is perfect as Edward Nygma. I love Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face. They are funny, well-balanced. The costuming is just like out of this world. I think that like there obviously there's issues like Robin's family just like dying at the circus event and all of a sudden he's like I'm Robin now it's very fast paced but again because it's campy and because it's lighthearted and because it's meant to be this more like fun movie I like it so much better than The Dark Knight Rises so my official vote for aesthetics um in entertainment is absolutely going to go to Batman Forever um sure The Dark Knight Rises takes acting mostly because of Tom Hardy um because also I just feel like Christian Bale was completely checked out in that movie <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Batman Forever and now I'm gonna put myself on mute because my dogs are yelling okay <laughs> Mike oh okay so <laughs> I'm gonna leave forever uh for last because like you're saying that is nostalgia number one so we'll go with Rises just uh, you know uh finishing up that trilogy um you had a lot and it had so much of my favorite imagery uh because it's um from nightfall which is one of my favorite comic book runs with bane and just seeing that back break and all that i was just like a kid in a candy store and i was just like i love this so much like i have that whole run um but there were definitely you know those pacing issues that i i found um but other than than that you know when he's doing all the stuff in the pit and all that. I was like, okay, there's, there's a little, there's a little more that, okay. All right. But um, for, for that one, there's just not a lot for me to say other than it started off strong with the first two. And then for me, it just, it felt just minorly flat to finish up a series, especially with that cafe, that cafe set uh, with, with, um, 
with Michael Caine. And I was just, I just remember sitting in the theater being like, but, but that's it, that, that, that's it. And then afterwards in those post credits where they set that up for a possible other trilogy uh, with, with our boy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And then it just never happened. Mm. Um, and, and that, that probably is my, my number one problem with it is that we mm. got a setup for a, a whole new world to be built and we were never given that world to continue growing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I honestly still love it for, we got to see different um, aspects of the Tumblr um, where we also saw that incredible chase scene where the entirety of Gotham was being blown uh, apart by the Tumblr mm. um, <laughs> right before um, it was almost taken out. Um, but it, it felt like a much bigger world um, than anything else. And I feel like that's what we got while finishing it up. It felt like a bigger world and we felt like we may get, you know, a, a more expanded universe where we may have even more characters within it. Mm. Um, but then going over to forever, we really got that in, in that universe. It, it really brought a new vibe. And I just, I, I literally have a copy of the Super Nintendo game over there because it's yes. so nostalgic. Um, and we've got the uh, we got the coveted panther suit uh, from that uh, movie, which not a lot of people like. Um, by uh, Jose Fernandez, who prior did you know Michelle Pfeiffer's costume and did the penguin stuff like that, but. In this movie, people kind of people kind of talk trash on on the panther suit and and the sonar suit. But in my opinion, I know it was only for selling toys. You had just this world that you're like, I I really want that, and then you could have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a comedic outlook, from you know just everybody, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey playing off each other even though they hated each other on set like literally (laughs) physically wanted to hurt each other well Tommy Lee Jones not Jim Carrey (laughs) uh we got something that we really didn't particularly see yet in Batman um which was huge names like huge huge names Mm -hmm. just star-studded casts that were just getting bigger and bigger throughout each movie um which really gave us um much more room for growth you know we wanted to see more chris o'donnell's character even though um like carolyn was saying you know it was a little rushed we did get to see more of dick grayson's um a slower uh you know growth in the in the next movie Mm -hmm. um which he was supposed to be played by damon waynes but we never oh that's right we we never got to see that Mm. but chris o'donnell was okay (laughs) (laughs) but i would have to say uh for me it was it was forever i loved forever i i i still love it i still to this day it it is one of my it's one of my favorite batman movies Mm. (laughs) that's fair and that's fair and if you know if it moves on i'm happy with it like i said i love (laughs) that movie too i think so there's been this uh kind of running theme uh of you know adam says a bunch of stuff and then Carolyn reminds him that the women were treated terribly in that movie. Yes. And I'm like, oh shit, yes. my penis got in the way again. <laughs> You're absolutely God right. Move it out of the way. As soon as you started saying that, I remember, um, what's her name? Uh, Miranda Tate's like death scene where it's like the worst scene like in the whole fucking trailer. He's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, no, she's got a real good fucking point. Um, yeah, but I do. <laughs> I <laughs> I do love the Dark Knight trilogy, and I think the Dark Knight Rises gets a uh, a worse rap than it deserves. But mm-hmm. I again, I'm happy with Batman Forever moving on here. And the last matchup of the first round, uh, the Batman from 2022 and the Lego Batman from 2017. I think 2018. Yep. Mike, you can start this one off. All right. So <laughs> we're gonna start with you know Lego Batman because I have a lot to say about the Batman. Oh God. No. Um, so 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 Lego Batman. You know, I I really right off the bat I loved Lego Batman. You know, when I was working in theme parks, they actually sent the suit out, and we've got we got to 
play with it a little. And it was very cool to see kids interact with Lego Batman. And then I was like, you know what? I really have to dive into this. I really want to know what this is about. So I went, I saw it in the theater and I was like, this is really fun. Uh, Will Arnett, you know, mm -hmm. as, as Batman, just a Batman. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be both Bruce Wayne, the entire movie and Batman, which I thought was really fun. You know, having more of a combo, you know, it gave that Teen Titans Go vibe where it was a little bit yeah. more silly, but you still got all those all those uh, villains and stuff in there. I mm. believe it was uh, what Billy D. Williams finally yeah. got to be his Two-Face because originally in 89 and stuff, he was set up to be Two-Face in, in, in a possible sequel or whatever. He did play Dent in Batman Returns, yep. right? Yeah. Yep, because mm. he was Dent. And um I was really excited for that. And he finally got, he finally got that. So you're like, yeah, Billy D. <laughs> um, and then uh, I, I thought Robin was, was cute. And it was overall just a, a fun, a fun movie. They had a lot of fun games. We got a lot of Batman Lego sets out of it, mm -hmm, yeah. um, which was nice. I have a couple, um, but Great uh, marketing technique by yeah. the creators. Yeah. By Lego. They've done it once. They're going to do it again. I'm yeah. sure. But just super fun, super fun. And then going to the Batman. <laughs> I will, I, I will never forget. Now my time hop will remind me until the end of time that I was right. Because the minute, the minute that it dropped that Pattinson was going to be Pattinson. I went, he is going to be phenomenal as Batman. Okay. He is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> they dropped that image of the new Batmobile. And I was just like, Oh, that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I did a whole status. Tons of people just were like, I'm pretty sure Chisholm was like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're on that. <laughs> I remember. Um, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and everyone's like, I don't know, Mike, I don't know. I, I really don't know. And I was like, no, you're going to eat those words. And they're like, but a vampire, he was in twilight. And I was like, listen, I've, I've watched a few of his movies since then. And they've been pretty good. Very gritty. Preach. Very just Preach. Yeah. And <laughs> Then we started seeing images. We started seeing like Colin Farrell uh, being starting to get those makeups as the penguin. And then when it dropped, you know, I went two days after it, it came out and I was watching it and I was just like, this is everything. This is everything I, I could have asked for. We're getting not just a gritty uh, interpretation of this world. We're getting in my head, you know, having to prior, um, in, inhabit the headspace of a character. This is what I always envisioned what a real life Batman would be like. This is what I have always thought uh, a Bruce Wayne would be like. You know, he is a tortured soul. He saw some pretty messed up stuff as a kid, you know, and just the way that they introduced Alfred as being like this, you know, this, I, I feel like Sturgis, he was an amazing Alfred that we're going to be able to possibly see in um future batman movies finally um see the training regiment batman has we're gonna see him develop past because it's year two in this movie we're really getting to see a little bit more even more so from christopher nolan's begins like this is really we're feeling like it's a lived in universe um and i was just blown away especially with the the um the villains as well they are so real and going with the zodiac killer for the riddler yeah with dano oh my gosh i was blown away um and then definitely there are some pacing issues i i saw it a couple mm. times and i definitely believe I, I saw it five times not a couple um <laughs> but uh i i, I believe i did a, a time check and i was like you could get rid of at least 18 minutes of dead air that would really just bring it down to a, a more mm -hmm. uh suitable where you're not crawling in your skin like i have to go to the bathroom because i don't want to leave the the theater or mm -hmm. leave where i'm watching this uh but even with those 18, 18 ish minutes, you still there's something new every time that you didn't see prior that is from, say, a comic book or a specific shot that was ripped directly from some other lore of the Batman uh, universe. 
And I feel like they just did an amazing job. Mm. Um, so it will have to go for me for the Batman 2022 release. Yes. Um, Carolyn, talk about your boy. Oh my God. Okay. For those of you who don't know, I am our Pat's Stan. I love Robert Pattinson. And I'm also like one of those girls who loves Twilight because mm -hmm. it's trash and I am a raccoon. So in Eclipse, the Twilight movie, there's a scene, it's in the, 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 the version with commentary. Um, Edward scares Bella and Bella's like, oh my God, you scared me. And our Pat's in the commentary goes, I'm Batman. And <laughs> I watched that for the first time like a month after it was announced that he was going to be Batman. And I was sitting with my friend Miranda and we both lost our fucking shit. Like, just like, it was beautiful, amazing, incredible, 10 of the 10 moment that can never be recreated or beaten. I love that he dreamt of being Batman. I think that he like committed his whole heart to the role. I love that in interviews when he was like, but what will happen if it flops? And he just goes, well, I guess I'll be a stripper. And it was great. Um, we're all too poor. And like, I love, uh, I love our bats. And then the Ben Shapiro was like, oh yeah, no, the Batman was bad. It's like, we know what you're trying to do, yeah, Ben Shapiro. Come on. Come on. <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> if you don't follow our, our pats on Instagram, I highly recommend it because his videos are just these like, insane things that he's so no out there sense. it's so oh, good i love it so much like he's like i'm avant-garde now and we're just like okay um <laughs> he will lie for no reason and you'll feel yeah. okay about it yeah, we're just like, <laughs> whatever you want to do honey you do it um i think that out of all these movies so I, I watched this actually fairly recently um i did find it a bit long I think that what you were saying, I think that that's probably the thing that takes away the most. I think the acting was really phenomenal. I really liked, um, I could not recognize Colin Farrell. I couldn't believe mm -hmm. the prosthetics on Beautiful. him. Beautiful. Um, I thought that there, like, there were moments where, uh, like during that riddle where it was like a stool pigeon or whatever, I was like, I feel like I know the answer to this riddle and I feel like Bruce Wayne might be an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, Zoe Kravitz did an incredible job as Catwoman. And it's one of the very few Batman movies that actually passes the Bechdel test because she speaks to another woman. Yep. <laughs> just has a conversation. She has a couple conversations with other women. And it's like, oh, look, you can do it. Um, <laughs> and not that that's the only criteria, but it was very nice to see. And also like being able to understand her character and the friendships that she had was a very important part of her story mm -hmm. and her arc. The love story felt very forced. It, yeah did not mesh well with me. I also just like hate when things have a love story for the sake of a love story and not for actual development. Um, so that just was like kind of a thing that bothered me. I loved that the whole movie, he was like, I'm vengeance. And then the bad guys at the end were like, I'm vengeance. And he was like, oh shit, maybe I am fucked up. Uh, that was a great movie. That was a great moment for me. Um, however, all that being said, I like the Lego Batman movie more. <laughs> As much as I love Robert Pattinson, um, I think maybe maybe part of it is just like the world is dark and pretty right now, and there's mm -hmm. so much like shit going on. Um, fuck you, Supreme Court justices. You know what you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's like there's so much like just shit going on in the world. And for me, right now, entertainment is for the point of escapism and trying to mm -hmm. get out of like that kind of like dark headspace. So I couldn't enjoy it as much because I wasn't engaged. I, I, I couldn't deal with the drama and the, the like negativity and the, the dark, pretty aspects of it as much as I would have been if this was like 2005, 2008 Nolan movies where the world seemed a little bit more hopeful. Um, <laughs> so I think that, that that's probably a bias that I have. That's not the fault of the movie, but definitely just like a, a reality thing. Um, I love Will Arnett. I loved him in Our Flag Means Death as Calico Oh, Jack. fuck, I forgot yes. he was in that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's he's consistently, it just, he's so engaging. I don't, like, he, like, he has charisma that drips even though he's voice acting. Mm -hmm. um, so I loved him as Batman. He was so, so, so funny. Um, and the Lego movie to me was just like light and fun and good. And I was able to enjoy it more. So, I mean, acting wise, I will always give it to my boy, our Pats, but aesthetics and entertainment for the criteria are absolutely, absolutely going to go to the Lego Batman movie because it's silly and fun. And I love silly and fun. And we need more of that 
in 2022. To that point, Lego Batman, I didn't watch for the first time. Similar to you, you were only recently watching the Batman. I only recently watched the Lego Batman for the first time when I knew we were going to do this episode. Um, maybe maybe it's because I expected a lot more because people were talking it up so much. I was really underwhelmed by it. Um, I, I liked it, but I was expecting a bit more. And I think because... Have you tried watching, watching it on mushrooms? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not yet. I'll, uh, I'll try mushrooms first and I then we'll see today. how that goes. <laughs> Uh, that's probably not going to be on my list of things to do the first time I try mushrooms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think because I am the opposite of, of you, Carolyn, where I, especially when it comes to Batman, I do like a little bit of the darkerness. I know it, the darkerness, that was a word that was the used. Darkness. The darkerness. Um, uh, especially when it comes to Batman, I, I know like it, it is exhausting because of, you know, real world situations and all that. But um it's just as far as like the media i consume that's kind of where i live and lego batman is just a little bit too bright and happy fun go lucky uh zach galifianakis was great as the joker uh go Mm -hmm. figure but yeah it's just not really my movie um as far as the batman goes uh acting is outstanding casting is outstanding and i will that that is the happiest i've ever been to be wrong because i do remember that facebook post that you put up mike and i definitely uh, commented (laughs) i was like i don't know but the second that that first trailer dropped for this movie and it uh it ended with uh the um you know colin farrell's penguin and the flipped upside down car and batman walking upside down exactly it hooked me and mm-hmm. I think it was another post that you made after it. I think you like made a post like the day it dropped when you went to go see yes. it. You just did like a quick review and you said it's like the closest thing to the animated series that we've yeah. ever gotten in live action. It really is because mm-hmm. um, like ev- everything that we got with like, like Carolyn was talking about uh, the Catwoman and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? It's it was it felt even forced in the animated series, and that's what that was what brought it for me as close to the the cartoon as possible. I was like, oh yeah, okay, a forced, the okay, forced cool. romance. Forced romance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've I've always found kind of Batman and Catwoman pretty forced uh, yeah. in in pretty much everything. Like I'm not I don't read all the comics. I gave comics mm-hmm. a, a a good try uh back in the uh uh early teens when like the new 52 came out and I, I oh, read yes. I read a bunch yep. of Batman then and then just kind of fell off. But um even you know in, in every media that has Batman and Catwoman as a romantic interest, it just never really feels right mm-hmm. for me. Um everyone knows the best DC relationship is Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Absolutely. So. Yes. Yeah, uh, the Batman is so great. Yes, we, we can all agree it's a bit long. Um, but I, I I trained my bladder for movies like the Batman. Oh like <laughs> like when, when I'm enjoying myself at a movie, I do not go to the bathroom. I did it for Endgame. I did it for the Batman. I did it for basically any of the longer MCU movies. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I don't think there's anything more that I can say that you guys didn't already uh, touch on um it's it's the batman for me um yeah one quick point of order how long do you think it took bruce wayne to put on all that eyeliner before he went out and saved people oh like five seconds he just took like a handful of whatever <laughs> the <laughs> eyeliner material and slapped it. It, it does it doesn't take it doesn't from personal experience it doesn't take too long <laughs> smudge stick oh. he just <laughs> and honestly like we we make fun of like the emo batman look that Robert Pattinson. i fucking love it like mm-hmm. i think it's I just, great his bangs were killing me yes but yeah uh it's it's the batman for me uh hands down sorry will i fought for you okay we have uh we've gone through the first round second round now we're uh the battle of the nolans uh the dark knight and batman begins uh who Mm. wants to kick this one off um i'm really i'm thanking i'm doing the the old brain thing um so the dark knight is a better movie It's, it's a better movie batman begins despite the fact that it's a phenomenal origin story, kind of suffers for the fact that it's an origin story mm. in this matchup in particular. Because, oh my God, though, I love I love Liam Neeson. Um, <laughs> Liam Neeson's though? Liam Neeson's though. Um, oh God, I love him so much. But at the end of the day, when you have the Dark Knight, the first thing that you think about 
or when you think of the Nolan movies in general, Dogs. the first thing that you think about is <laughs> Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. And he won the Oscar posthumously because he did such an incredible job. It's, I mean, everything about that movie, the pacing is incredible. There's not a dumb moment throughout the entire thing. Uh, it's really the time when you get so invested in what Bruce Wayne is doing and the inner conflict of like, am I doing things that are actually helping or is this actually making something worse? It's matching up with each other, the villains versus the heroes, and that's why you get the Joker. Um, I really enjoyed the plot line of the victims being the ones in the clown masks, mm-hmm. like how scary that was and how like, just psychotic it was. The boat scene in The Dark Knight, another just incredible moment of like, are humans like inherently good or are they inherently evil? And can like good things be brought out of characters and brought out of people that have been just kind of shoved aside by society as evil? Mm -hmm. It asked really smart questions. It pushed, I think, the boundaries of superhero movies. Um, It, it's one of my favorite movies probably of all time from the moment it opens with the bank robbing scene to the moment that it closes with him capturing the Joker. It's, it's an incredible ride. And it's something that you can watch over and over again because it's, it's always so good. And every time, like now I'm, I just keep thinking of all these moments, but like the jumps, the jump scare of like the body hitting the window, like, yeah. oh my God, mm. it's, it's such a great movie. And Heath Ledger captured the madness of it so well like there will never be another joker that does that from like the pencil trick to just the the burning Mm. of the money the the dog scene like everything that he did was so deliberate and so clever um it it was just an amazing movie an amazing movie i love batman begins i just don't think that it can it can hold a candle to just the the drama and the like the, I don't know, the je ne sais quoi of, <laughs> of the Dark Knight. Um, casting wise, I mean, we still have wonderful Gary Oldman. We have, of course, Heath Ledger. Um, and then Aaron, what's his name? Aaron Harvey Dent. Yeah, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Mm-hmm. There we go, Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent. Another phenomenal thing. And I also, I liked Maggie Gyllenhaal a lot more than, uh, that I thought I would as Rachel. I thought I did a really great job. It it was also just like the zeit, like the cultural zeitgeist that Mm -hmm. it created was so good. Um, So for me, it's going to be, hands down, it's going to be um, The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think acting is pretty much toss up, but the entertainment factor is so high and the aesthetics are so good that it would have to have to have to take it. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've talked, speaking of the acting factor, I don't think we've talked about Michael Caine enough uh, in oh these because he is, God. as Alfred, he he's so good. phenomenal. He's great. Like, uh, he, I don't think, uh, like, yeah, like there's, you know, you can perhaps have like a better version, not, not better, but, you know, characters that people playing these characters that could, you know, one day be like as good as some of these characters, but like Michael Caine as Alfred is perfection. Uh-huh. I really don't understand. I, I don't think it can get any better. And I feel bad for, um, uh, Andy Serkis, because uh, yeah. he, he did a great job. But and, and he's playing a, he, like he's playing such a different version. I, mm. I I know now with like the Pennyworth TV show and stuff, they're going more of to that direction where he's like the private security of the Wayne family. But prior to that, we just got this nice old man who could protect Bruce, mm-hmm. but you know he's he's kind of just the the little little butler who cares and is that father figure. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Mike, your thoughts on this matchup? So I would, I would, I definitely have to go with the dark Knight. Um, I just remember, you know, the first time seeing it first time I actually went to see it, uh, the whole time, my sister is actually in the Harvey Dent scene. So like she's in 12 seconds, I believe it goes back and forth at the, uh, the, um, the like election scene. And she's Mm -hmm. just like a reporter, just like, Mm, mm. so the first time i ever went and saw the movie like it was me and my family and we're just like okay where is she where is she but the whole time i'm like i'm i'm kind of this is really good like, i just want to okay there she is yep okay but um just you know the world that we were brought into with the cop 
I mean, the costuming really got me because there are just so many things that they brought from uh, back in the day, uh, like the mask, the, the the Joker mask design is from, you know, the first time we ever met the Joker um, way back when. Um, and then they, they kind of redesigned it just a little and they put it in there. And I was like, oh my God, this, this automatically just has such a, a feel that this is going to be like instant plastic material Mm -hmm. you know and Heath Ledger did just an amazing job and then like you're saying Michael Caine really like just that great father-esque figure and you really felt like this world was really developing and I, I I I have to say just the action sequences in this and the suspense you felt whenever the Joker was about to do something big you're like okay, is this person actually going to be saved? Mm-hmm. Is Batman going to fail in every single turn in this movie? Or are we actually going to see him start to be Batman? Right. Um, we also got to see a new suit design and you got to see it develop a little bit more. You saw him have a little bit more gadgetry and he, we just kept getting a better and better Batman throughout the movie. Um, whether in the first movie, it was very simple. We got you know one suit, we got this, we got that. We did have Liam Neeson, which, you know, the League of Shadows was really cool and all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of, I, I do remember wanting more. I, I remember just wanting a little bit more. So I'm definitely going to have to go with the Dark Knight. Mm. Yeah, that, that's where I'm going to. Because um, it, it's not only just the, you know, just based off of our criteria, but like, yeah. I mean, I guess it could fit in into aesthetics, but you kind of mentioned it like that feeling like when the Joker's about to do something big, uh, yeah. no small thanks to Hans Zimmer. Um, mm-hmm. Just that I, I can't, I can't pinpoint just that, that, that slow build of just that mm-hmm. one note for so long before he does something. Um, it's so good. Uh, I struggle to find a flaw in this movie, but um yeah, it's it's the Dark Knight for me. I, I don't think it's it's much of a competition on this one, but I think that's three for the Dark Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So uh, second matchup of the semifinals, uh, we have Batman Forever versus the Batman. Uh, uh, Mike, go ahead. So bringing it back to Batman Forever. Um, so in my notes, I actually wrote something down that what we got with with Val was something a little bit different. We finally got to see, in my opinion, I loved his Bruce Wayne. I I think it's actually very reminiscent or since we're going against the Batman, I actually think Pattinson is very reminiscent of Kilmer's uh, Bruce, which is very emo. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, at that time it was a nineties emo. So it was, it was to a degree, you know, he was a very pretty man. Uh, black turtlenecks so it was it was the turtleneck it was the the like oh yes i'm quite sophisticated i uh, may be some sort of eccentric artist billionaire instead of a superhero um (laughs) but he, he really had like this kind of i don't know something we didn't see with like prior batman which was like the the sexy uh you know version i mean you can you can say Adam West was you know a very old school handsome kind of guy you know like he had that very playboy um, look down that was like the old school kind of handsome you know side part type deal but this you got like I'm I'm a aesthetic that you haven't really felt before um, for a Bruce Wayne and then his his bat was very logical and that knowing that Batman is one of the smartest people on the planet, you know, he has an IQ higher than almost every single person on the entire planet. You really saw his gears turning uh, when he was trying to do something, which I feel really gave uh, the world a little bit of a different feel. And with that kind of poppy aspect of everything with all the neon and stuff like that it kind of gave a duality between the world that was out there of the things that he saw he really had to think of what he had to do because all of these villains and stuff were also they had crazy tech and this and that so we really got to see him live in that suit live in that world and uh 
be a little bit different, a little bit, in my opinion, higher IQ than the other Batmans we previously saw, um, which were more of just the rock'em sock'em. I'm going to punch you and, and, you know, um, take down the bad guy. And then I'm the just, Batman. I'm reminded of that moment in like one of the animated episodes where they're holding a counterfeit five dollar bill, and Robin's like, "How do you know it's counterfeit?" And it's like, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln never wore a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> Smartest man alive, right there. <laughs> the 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 Batman we got. Um, I know earlier, um, Carolyn, you were saying about uh, you know how it took him a little bit longer to to figure out that that riddle. And you really are seeing, you know, he is young. He is kind of naive to a degree still within uh, solving crimes and and stuff like that. And he still is in a um, more of, he's playing more on emotion. Um, As you can tell, my comparisons right now are are, are primarily going just towards the actors, uh, primarily not the worlds, but, or the portrayals it has to go for the Batman for me, even though forever is my go-to the Batman for me, just it, it checked all the boxes and I can't wait to see where it's going to go. I love our paths. Acting definitely goes to the Batman. Aesthetics goes to Batman forever. Mm-hmm. And personally for me, I'm more entertained by Batman forever. So I will, I will go with the campaign. The can't be one. I don't think there's much more to be said that hasn't been said, except perhaps Jim Carrey's onesie. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the onesie. The sparkly onesie. <laughs> um, I do like that these are two movies where uh, the primary villain is the Riddler, because uh, mm-hmm. I think the Riddler needs more love and respect. Uh, the Joker is obviously the best Batman villain, but the Riddler is a nice number two. Um, <laughs> nice number two there's so much good about the Batman. Like it's again, beating a dead horse. Yeah. It's three hours long, but the the score, I don't even think we've talked about the score yet. Um, Oh yeah. It's so good. And maybe it's a recency bias um, because like, you know, it's, it's the newest movie on this list and I just absolutely fell in love with it. I remember I, I went to the theater to watch this alone um, because nobody else wanted to go to the movies with me. Um, And I remember I called, I called Meg on the ride home, just gushing about how good this fucking movie was. Um, And granted, as I said earlier, Batman forever is the peak of nostalgia uh, for me on this list, but uh, man, I love the Batman and I'm so goddamn excited about what they're going to do mm-hmm. with this series. Um, Cause I'm pretty sure Pattinson and pretty much everybody else has signed yep. on uh, to come back. Uh, Jeffrey Wright as, um, uh, as Gordon was great in it. Oh, um, he was phenomenal. It's, uh, it's so good. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the Batman for me. I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I'm just rambling now, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely going to be the Batman for me. So two for the Batman, one for Batman forever. Rather predictably, uh, the finals. Uh, we're back to our uh, to our uh, you know our our voters, our listeners uh, being right on uh, the number one seed, the Dark Knight, and the number two seed, the Batman. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't want to do this. I don't want to pick one. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, this it's easier for me because I've actually been voting against the Batman every single round, and that's going to stay consistent. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It was just too long. And I just, it, maybe if it had been a Netflix show with, you know, four to six half hour shows instead, mm-hmm. I would have been more engaged. But mm-hmm. it, uh, nothing against it. I mean, again, like I really love Zoe Kravitz in it. Um, she can do no wrong because um, she's a perfect specimen of humanity. But The Dark Knight is the better movie. It, it's, it's the better movie. And I've already like, eloquated quite a bit about why but every single (laughs) every single scene in that movie is jarring engaging incredible Mm -hmm. um i think robert pattinson is a better batman than christian bale absolutely um i'd rather watch our pats do literally anything than christian bale act but um (laughs) i said what i said yes i'm Um, not going to see thor tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot he was in that. I yeah. feel like it's barely him at this point. I don't know all those But it's just like when you think of the Dark Knight and you think of all the moments within it that are just 
there's like great one-liners like i'm not wearing hockey pants um there's like you're scared you're on the edge of your seat it it really was so suspenseful and so good and i mean i still it's still one of my go-to movies like mm. 15 years later it's just it's so fucking good um so as, as much as i really enjoyed robert pattinson and zoe kravitz and all the casting of the new batman i think that was very very well done the better movie is the dark Knight. Mm-hmm. gotcha mike this is one of the hardest things that I think I ever have to we, talk about. We like, love inviting people that we like on this podcast and putting them in very difficult situations. I, <laughs> kind of our MO. The, literally, like everything you just said, you know, and everything that we have said about both of these movies, be, both being uh, for, for their time and the time being just such original things makes it so hard and you know having talked about especially the dark knight and over the years having to interact with thousands of people and just talk about it non-stop of like seeing other people's opinions on on the movie and literally just like hearing a million times why so serious and and stuff like that seeing how big of a cultural like phenomenon that the dark knight became and seeing multiple generations and literally just like uh people our age who have kids and just a little older than us having kids and they're getting into it and that being out of all the media they see still their favorite movie is baffling and not baffling because it's such a good movie but knowing that that one sticks out over so much so much media within the batman universe there are so many movies there are so many cartoons you know one thing over the years that i saw is the dark knight and teen titans go were like the two things that kids would talk about they'd be like did you see the one with the joker and i'd be like oh, which one? Like the happy Joker, you know, with the pow, boom. And they'd be like six years old and they'd be like, no, the one who does the magic trick with the pencil. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but knowing how big it is and just having watched it so much and literally it never gets old. Uh, mm. I don't know if, if anyone said that yet, but it never gets old. Like I could watch that over and over. And every time I see it, it will have that, not just familiarity, but I, I feel like I'll be like, oh, I forgot that happened. That was a really fun moment. You said it earlier. You said uh, Heath Ledger just did such an amazing job bringing that character to life. Um, and you said you don't think anyone will ever. I don't think anyone will ever have that. The people need to stop trying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, going going to the Batman it was it was a great movie. I loved it. Like I said earlier, I think it's one of the best interpretations of Batman. Um, and and like you said, you know, I'd rather watch Pattinson than I I, I would anybody else. Um, but I will definitely give it to The Dark Knight because of Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. and that's something a lot of people who know me. Um, I'm not the biggest Joker fan by any means but it made the movie and it made it such um, an iconic film for the franchise and for any Batman franchise. Um, so I'll have to go, I'll have to go with the dark Knight. It's, it's the dark Knight for me uh, for the, uh, from the beginning of this movie, the, the bank robbing scene, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger. Mm-hmm. Every instance of this movie grabs you holds you and doesn't let go until the credits roll it is yeah, talk, talk about a bladder training movie like oh you yeah can't pee during absolutely that movie. but yeah uh, the dark knight is so great the batman is amazing as i said before no. i'm so excited for where this movie is going mm-hmm. to go and mm-hmm. uh you know the, the franchise to come uh but it's the fucking dark knight man all right so uh our champion Les good champion. job listeners yeah yeah unsurprisingly i feel like it's a very well deserved it is Mm -hmm. it's just a phenomenal movie yeah absolutely all right so congratulations dark knight we'll do some uh 
quick pluggy pluggies. Um, so quick things for us. If you want to yell at us, if you want to agree with us, we are at the nerd the word on Twitter. Our Facebook group, which is our most important group, because that is where you can vote, is the nerd is the word on Facebook. It is an open group. Anybody can join. Our email for questions, concerns, future episode ideas, or if you, like Mike, would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can reach us at nerdistheword413 at gmail.com. Mike, if our listeners want to keep up with you, where can they do so? Uh, they can check me out uh, on TikTok or Instagram at Mac Cardigan. Uh, or if you want to check out uh, some of my special effects, you could check out Michael Vincent's FX over on TikTok or Instagram. Very cool. Uh, we're excited to see what you do in the future. It oh, should be you. really awesome. And thank you so much for joining us with all of your expertise. Oh, definitely. Anytime. All right, we'll invite you back, don't worry. <laughs> we have a short list of friends. We're very short, we don't have many friends. <laughs> We've run through most of them at yeah. this point. Um, well, listeners, thank you again so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you again soon. And in the meantime, remember, find some joy in this world. We'll see you next week. Bye.